This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, hello, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham, your host here today with an amazing behind the mic interview. Today, I've got Brunson Hill with me today. How are you, Brunson? I'm doing well, Michelle. Really excited to be here. I love talking about podcasting and growing your business. And this is obviously a great way to do it. And you guys are doing an amazing job in this space. So really excited to be here. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, let me tell you guys a little bit more about Bronson and specifically, guess what? He is a podcaster. This is why we're doing behind the mic. But not only is he a podcaster, he's also an amazing podcast guest too. So you have a show that Bronson would be a great fit for. Make sure you get your ears open and listen to all the great things Bronson's going to tell us today and book him on your show as well. You can reach out to us to help you do that connection as well. So Bronson's got a podcast called the Mailbox Money Podcast, which is passive investing with Bronson Hill. And I think that's an awesome, uh, awesome name for your podcast, by the way. Very cool. Um, but let's tell them a little bit more about who else, what else you do, what else you're up to. So Bronson's the managing member of Bronson Equity. And Bronson is a general partner in 2000 multifamily units worth over $200 million. And I'm sure as things, as people tell me the numbers when I'm going on a podcast, those numbers are always changing and going up. So I'm sure they've even more advanced since the last time we sure. updated that bio. <laughs> Brunson Co. leads a large in-person multifamily meetup in Pasadena, California called FIBI Pasadena Multifamily. And Brunson, as we just mentioned, is the host of the Mailbox Money Show. And he understands the investor mindset, having spoken individually over the phone with over 1,200 investors and having raised over $25 million in real estate deals. Brunson is also the author of How to Use Inflation to Your Advantage and is a regular contributor to YouTube and his blog. Brunson is the capital rising co- capital raising coach at Kingdom REI, a faith based faith faith. Oh my goodness, my goodness, faith based <laughs> group. That is a tongue twister, there, isn't it? <laughs> Helping investors find deals and raise funds for large real estate deals. So, Bronson, you are a man that wears many hats, and you got lots going on. So, tell us about your podcasting journey. Like, when did you start your show? What inspired you to start your show? Yeah, so I didn't start my show right away. I started my business a couple of years ago. I've been doing, you know, multifamily real estate for about four or five years, real estate a long time before that. And I started with doing a monthly webinar, just kind of an event. And then I realized, man, I want to just put more content out there. And so now we're doing uh, a weekly, just once a week podcast, which has been great. We also post it on YouTube as well. And it's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. You have a lot of great conversations as a Posts that you would never really have within others. You know, you just call up and you basically have, you ask all the questions you want and you get to let your audience kind of lean in and just, you know, be a part of that as well. So it's been a lot of fun and obviously learned a lot about how to do it and things to ask and how to structure that. But it just, I think it helps you as an individual, helps you as a communicator, and it gives you a lot of, uh, a lot more content to be able to put out uh, to the world, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. What's your strategy been for like reaching out to guests? Are you opening, trying to open doors for new relationships or what are the kind of guests that you're looking for on your show? 
Yeah. So I typically look, our, our audience really are primarily passive investors, typically business owners or people that are trying to figure out how to replace their income or their living expenses with passive income, which is possible. It's something I did, other people have done. So, uh, and once you do that, um, you don't always necessarily have to replace your income. You can replace, you know, I realized for me, I could replace something like $60,000 a year. And that was enough for me to live comfortably enough on. And then I could actually leave my great corporate job. I was making over 200K a year uh, doing. So when it comes to actually guests on my show, I try to talk about issues like reducing or paying zero taxes, which is absolutely possible, uh, using inflation to your advantage. So you're not the one who's feeling the pain. You're the one who's actually taking advantage of that. Uh, we talk about real estate investing. We talk about other alternative assets and just really the skills it takes to grow your wealth over time, uh, especially in these changing economic times. Awesome. And I love that you're not just like focused on when you're going out as a guest, you're not just focused on being on the other real estate shows. You're really focused on the lifestyle shows because this obviously transformed your lifestyle from being an employee to like, oh, wow, like I can replace that income fairly easily. So that is has been a kind of like a driving force for you and looking at other shows to get on as a guest too. Those are the kind of shows that we're looking on, looking for for you, because those are the people that you can really make a huge impact on their lives. Right. There's a term called uh, uh, blue ocean marketing. Uh, you know, basically there's this idea and there was a book that came out about the strategy that there's a lot of people like if I just stay in the real estate space or in the investing space, uh, it's kind of a red ocean. I mean, there's lots of sharks in the water and they're fighting for the same fish and there's all this blood in the water, whatever. Versus if you get out to an area where there's not a lot of real estate people, not a lot of investing people in the lifestyle or entrepreneur or other space, it's a way that I can really help educate people in that space that don't know a lot about Oh, can you actually passively invest in real estate without having to manage toilets and tenants and getting calls in the middle of the night? Yeah, it's absolutely possible to have passive income. So I love being able to, to do something a little bit different and really serve an audience that a lot of people are really not serving. So that's why I love, and I think that's applicable to anybody's show, is just try to get something a little bit outside of what you would normally think uh, the type of person would be in and, and go reach you know somebody outside of just your own industry, which I think can make it really give, you, give your show a much wider audience. Absolutely. I had that experience this summer. I normally speak at entrepreneurial conferences where I'm the podcasting person, but I went to a podcasting festival and I was like, wait a second, everyone here is doing the same thing I'm doing. How is right. that such a red ocean? <laughs> so yeah, so I can totally relate. <laughs> awesome. So how long have you had your show for? Um, so my show has been going, I think we're about maybe 65 episodes recorded. It started uh, a year ago, July. So it's been, you know, maybe about 14, 15 months. Um, so at least maybe a little longer than that. So yeah, it's, it's definitely been a journey. Sometimes I'll go where I'll record, you know, three episodes in a day and then I won't record for a month. And I'm like, oh, I got to catch up on doing some more shows. So I feel like doing a weekly show has been kind of a good pace for me. Uh, some people wonder, should I do daily? There's people in our industry that do daily. Some people do twice a week and once a week just feels about right. It feels like it's something I can keep up with. I can do enough. I can do it well. We can really promote it. We can do all the social media. We can do everything. And so I, I've really enjoyed kind of that, that pace and, and, you know, not doing, you know, one a day or, or two right. a week or something like that. And I can tell you still really enjoy it. And that's the yeah. key. <laughs> yeah, I do. Enjoy it after a, late, a year. That's a great, that's a great thing. So I noticed that you guys do a really great job of promoting your episodes. You do a really great job on social media. So tell us a little bit about your strategy, what you guys are doing there. Yeah, so we have a plan. I mean, it really, um, I think one thing I've learned about my business, particularly having a thought leadership platform, or if you're somebody who's an influencer, and if you have a podcast, really, you are an influencer, you're basically reaching people, you're creating an audience 
And so the more ways you can connect with your audience, the better. So we have a process. And again, I've created, you know, repeatable processes. I created a Google document or some sort of here, we do this in this case, and we send it out here and we send the guests here, your your episode went live and we post on Mm -hmm. social media, LinkedIn and Facebook, which are most of the people that we're trying to reach are on. We're trying to shift to do some of the other platforms as well. But it's just having those repeatable processes and tagging the right, you know, tagging the guests on there or letting them know their their episodes live. And uh, it's amazing that, you know, just by putting things out there, people connect with your stuff. And I'm always amazed when people you know, read my emails or they listen to podcasts or they, you know, download them. There's just something that they're finding value from. Uh, that's really what we're doing is we're trying to provide as much value to people as we can. So it could be through a podcast, could be through an ebook, it could be through a course, it could be through something, but whatever we're doing, um, you know, if we can reach people, we have to reach people with the message first. And so it can be really frustrating when you're first starting because it's like, man, is anybody, you know, maybe my mom's listening to this, but is anybody else listening, right? And but the more we learn about it, the more we learn how to scale. It's just it's just consistency, doing it day in, day out, every day, every week. And the more we do, more I do that, this the the better it gets. Yeah, that consistency really plays a key role in this uh, for podcasters. And it's interesting because you know seventy five percent of shows don't make it past episode twenty. So wow. and I think that's a lot to do with like you know you start off with you thinking about you're going to talk about you know, one thing and you end up talking about another. Has your messaging changed over the course of the last year and a half? Or have you stayed consistent with the same sort of messaging? Yeah, I'd say it's been pretty consistent. Um, who I'm trying to reach is the same. Uh, the intro, outro, everything's the same. It's just basically continuing to keep in mind who I'm trying to reach. I didn't realize that 75% of shows don't make it past episode 20. But I think, you know, if it's something that you're passionate about and you enjoy, and I mean, there's so many topics that I love talking about around finance and around taxes and around what's changing and what's happening. I mean, I could talk, I probably could have a daily, like there's so many things I could talk around it, which is so interesting. So I think, you know, whatever topic people do, you know, they're, they, people can shift, but it's got to be something that that you find really interesting. Because when I talk about or I ask questions and people can tell, hey, man, he's really interested in talking about money and talking about passive income and taxes. And like, I, I love that stuff. And some people would be like, that's the most boring thing ever, right? But I love it. So for me, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like, like I just had a show I did earlier. I had somebody on my show and I just, we had an awesome conversation. It was amazing. Like I just, I, we only do like a 30 minute show, but I was like, man, I wish we had like an hour, hour and a half. I could have had so much to talk about through that. So I think it's got to be something that really drives your passion. Right. Yeah. I think that's such a key, key piece to keeping the excitement going and the long-term growth of the show. Cause we really start to snowball after a few months. It grows over month, over month, over month, those listeners, which is amazing. Um, that takes a little bit of that. Like you, sometimes you feel like you're pushing a, a snowball up the hill for the first few months and then it just starts feeling more natural and more, uh, get more and more listeners, which is amazing. Do you find uh, that you have a favorite episode that you've done? Or like, is there one that you're like, everyone should listen to this one first is the best one. <laughs> oh man. I mean, there's a bunch. Now I'm starting to put, um, as a show, I do these webinars and I'm starting to put these on there where I, I'm, I'm the, uh, you know, I have an expert panel of three experts in there. And so I, I've got those going out every month now. Right. So I just kind of work that into the mix as well. And, and those are awesome. I mean, I get, I get honestly on those, I get names that I couldn't get just on my podcast because it's a much wider audience. And then a lot of these mm-hmm. pr- promote to their audience. will get mm-hmm. somewhere between 80 and 300 people live. And then plus the people that watch on a replay or listen on a replay. So, um, so I, I love that. And I think, um, so I think, you know, obviously any of the stuff I'm putting out there is great. It depends kind of what your interests are. I'm learning about too, just, I think this is something actually I'd love 
your thoughts on as well, but just getting people to write reviews or to, to put five stars. I've just realized like I even evaluate shows based on it, how many reviews or how many stars they have. Right. So I'm trying to get now my audience to actually go in and, Hey, it really, you know, help us a lot. If you could just take 30 seconds, go write a review or, or, you know, put a five star, that would just mean the world to us. And, um, you know, something like that. So I don't know if you have any tricks on that, but that's something I'm working on. Yeah, that's a great strategy. Oh, I can give you two quick tips and then we'll get back to you. Right. Tip number one is read the reviews out on the show. So your yeah. listeners are like, get some FOMO. They're like, I want him to read my review too. Um, so if you read out the reviews on the show and thank them for the review, I actually got a card in the mail thanking me for giving someone a review. Uh-huh. And they said that they shouted it out on episode 169. So thanks for the review. And we shouted it out, which was, that was cool. Like, how cool is that? I got a card in the mail about that. And then the second thing is you can always do a contest too. So that's something we help our clients see when they're watching is do a quick, quick contest to help them boost that, um, that momentum of getting people to their show and giving them some reviews right out of the gates. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have on my intake form, um, please leave us a review and listen to the episode before you come on as a guest. Um, now I'm going to say not everyone. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I do have the option to click, I'll do it after the show. I would say not everyone is uh, definitely does that or not do that. But, um, you know, that is a place that you can also encourage people as your guests to come on and leave a review. At least, you know, they've listened to the show before they come on. Right. Yeah, that's a great idea. No, I need to. uh, Those are both awesome ideas. So thank you all three of those. Yeah, you're welcome. So those are just a couple of little tips there for you. Um, And now have you had a really great podcasting guesting experience? Like, have you gone on a show and be like, this show is amazing. This is such a great experience. Yeah, yeah, I've had a number of them um, for a number of reasons. One, it's been, you know, somebody, you know, I've, I've been now a guest, you know, through your organization, you know, you guys have placed me on a lot of shows, which has been awesome. And, you know, doing that is you get introduced to some really neat people. And and one was um, this book that I had read by a guy named Phil Town called Rule Number One. It's teaching about how you value stocks and investing. And this guy had created, his name is Sean Tepper. He had created a whole software program on how to use this method uh, through, you know, their service. And it's not that expensive. I was just like, this is awesome. Like, I, I wish this was around years ago. I would tell them to use this. And so uh, just some great connections like that, things that you didn't know or things I didn't know about. And then. Uh, it goes from, you know, actually, I just had one on that I was a guest on the other day and I actually had Sean on my show and I actually have this another guy that I was booked on his show and I'm having him come on my show. So, you know, it's just, it's just amazing how, uh, you know, a lot of these worlds, you realize you have a lot of synergies, but you don't know until you go. And when you're a guest, it's actually not that high of a commitment. You have a 30 minute conversation and you yeah. see if there's a connection yeah. <laughs> and, and you never know, you know, maybe there'll be a way to work together and do some business. So it's kind of neat how that's a great way to get connected to people as well. Yeah. And I think that's a really great strategy for you, like as a podcast host too, when you show up as a guest, you know how much work goes into those shows. So like you, I think you're like a much better guest than someone who doesn't have a show because they kind of understand what it takes to put it out there. Right. So you're going to show yeah. up your best and do a really great job for that host. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what they're looking for, you know how to make it easier. And, and, yeah. and honestly, it just helps you. I mean, the more we do, I think 10, videos on YouTube a month, you know, we do four, I do four explainer videos, we've got the four podcasts that go up on YouTube. And then I do this kind of panel. And sometimes we have some breakouts from the panel. So usually around 10 videos, but the more, the more opportunity you have to speak, uh, you should take it. And I think it just is a great way to help you grow as an individual, as well as, um, you know, just help you reach more people. 
Yeah, I love it. And when you're going out there and being a guest too, like it helps you like get that clarity in your messaging too. Like the more times you say it, the more times you're, you know, reiterating the things that you talk about. I think the more concrete and confident you get at your messaging and clarity you have on what you speak about, which is also a really huge benefit, I think, of being yeah. a <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. hundred percent. No, that's great. Do you have um, any advice for people? So some of our audience haven't launched their podcast yet. They've been thinking about it. Do you have any advice? And if you would rewind the clock, what if anything that you would do different than what you did? So honestly, this is actually, uh, this is a little embarrassing, but this is actually like my third attempt at a podcast <laughs> over the years. I started one years ago, we recorded eight or 10 episodes. It was going to be called All In Entrepreneur. We'd never launched anything. I had a partner. We just didn't, we didn't launch anything. And then I was going to launch one a few years ago. And then I found for a partnership. I think I'd recorded a uh, probably, you know, four or five episodes, and then I just never launched it. And so, um, you know, the, the amazing thing is once you get started, and there, there are groups that can help, I know your group can help, there's other groups that can help with actual the production of podcasts. And I just think it's worth paying for stuff. I didn't like paying for anything when I started. Now I pay for lots of things, because I realize it frees up my time. And right. so if it feels overwhelming, or the tech side, or all this stuff feels like a lot, just, you know, find people to help you because it's not that expensive. And, you know, it's something that once you actually get started, you have something to lead people to and you're out there actually creating value for other people. So I think the biggest thing is, you know, there's that saying that uh, the best time, it's an old Chinese proverb, it's the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, mm -hmm. but the second best time is today. And so it's just kind of like, you know what, all you can do is make the decision, like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to start by you know, in 30 days or, or two weeks or just, and just do it, just do whatever it takes and you'll get it done. And so it's actually not as hard now with all the technology. I just record a Zoom thing like what we're doing here and you send it off to someone and they just take it and package it up and put it together. So it's not actually that much work. Well, it makes it fun for you because then all you got to do is the fun part, which is recording. You don't have to do the rest I, of the stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why I have a podcast agency because I don't <laughs> want to do all the extra stuff. Yeah. I uh, came from secretly my own experience. There. Um, <laughs> awesome. And I can totally relate. It took me four years to launch my podcast. And it was just, I just didn't know what I didn't want to get committed to a single topic. And until I realized that it can change and evolve with you as your business changes and evolves and you can have that real alignment again. So that fear of getting started, I wish I had just like conquered that day one instead of four wow. years in. <laughs> yeah, totally. I also say too, another thing is uh, the repurposing of content. I like to do my podcast. I call it the Mailbox Money Show. Mm -hmm. And so I do it video and I do it audio and I get as much, you know, on the, on the video side that I do the audio. So I say do them video as well because Zoom records both. You just have it, you send it out. And then you can also use it for repurposed clips. You can use it for different things in the future. So the idea of just, you're just creating content. I mean, a lot of people that I follow say you should be able to try to find a way to repurpose content five times, right? You can do it. You can put a post about it. You can you know, maybe create a blog or a transcript around it. You can have clips taken from it and you can have it turned into little social media things. Um, you know, obviously you go on Instagram or other places if there's some really good information that's shared. So I think all of that stuff is super valuable. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about it too, you've just created a whole bunch of content now with your podcast when you've repurposed it all. Instead of thinking of podcasting, and I've heard some people, I don't want to start a podcast. It's like another thing I have to do. Well, if you make it the thing you do, <laughs> you yeah. don't have to worry about the other things, right? Because you have um, all covered, you have it all covered already with all the extra things you can pull from your podcast content, which right. is one of the things I love. It actually saves you time. Um, in the content creation side of things, instead of having to do another thing, another post for this, another post for that, 
And I noticed that's one thing you're really great at is that when you go on as a guest on other shows, you're really good at promoting the show with the content that they've given you. So when you've been a guest on, what are some things that people have given you to promote with? Yeah, so often they'll give, um, you know, after when the show is going live, they'll say, here's all the links. So we'll, uh, you know, have my my virtual assistant, my team help create a link of, you know, here's, a, I was, it was an honor to be on the show. Or if I'm tagged, a lot of people will tag you on social media. So then you can just share and say, oh, this was such a great interview, or I really enjoyed talking about this. or And so it's just another way too that, uh, really, the goal of whatever your purpose is in doing a podcast is as you grow your personal brand, uh, it's the idea of trying to be everywhere, right? That people look and I go to events, but oh my gosh, you're everywhere online. You're Well, I'm not really doing a lot of this stuff. It's just I'm being tagged on things. I'm doing interviews and then right. you know, systems and teams and people just do all this for me, which is great. But it gives a perception that, oh my gosh, you're just everywhere and you're an yeah. influence, whatever. But you have this, it's it's like the omnipresence, right? Everywhere I look, I see you on all the different mm-hmm. platforms. I see you doing this and that. And that's what you want. And then people start to say, oh, wow, this person's really serious. They're doing this. They're adding value. They're all these things are are happening. And that's the, that's the cool thing about being guests on shows or being a part of having your own show. Yeah, that's awesome. That omnipresence is so cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, secretly, you're not even on social media anywhere. Someone else is doing it for you, right? Yeah. It's really <laughs> funny when you meet people that are like, they're not, they're personally not on social media at all, but they're yeah. getting like millions of views. And it's like just a team that's like taking all this stuff or this footage. And you're like, is that really, like, is that kind of cheating? I don't know. And, but, it, you know, it works because then they have a lot of great things to share and it's totally the way things work now. So. Yeah, I was telling um, a class I was teaching yesterday on podcast guessing. I was telling them I've never logged into my Instagram account. <laughs> They're right. like, I'm like, I know I don't do Instagram. Someone else does that. <laughs> yeah. So I do great. Facebook though. Facebook, I'm always there. You just got to pick the ones that you like, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Awesome. So any last words from you, Bronson, before we let you go? This has been really helpful, I think, for people that are sitting there thinking about starting a podcast, they've got some ideas now in place and any, anything last words you would share with them? Yeah, I would say just, you know, get started sooner than later. You know, the sooner you can do it, the sooner you get episodes going. Uh, don't don't make the bar too high. I mean, to me, I was like, I'll just do a weekly, you know, I mean, you can do a weekly if you're some people in the industry are doing more, just just start with something, you know, and then you can see how it goes. And I like to batch stuff up and get stuff set up where I've got a little runway where I don't have to worry about you know, them, okay, I've got a month worth or three or four weeks. I don't know, oh my gosh, I got to record a show today. So I'll record sometimes a few shows in a day just to kind of get things set up for the future. So I would say, you know, again, life really has an action bias. What I mean by that is if you just take action, if you just take the steps to get toward where you want to go, you're going to correct, you're going to, oh, I tried this. You're just going to, you're going to figure it out along the way. But if someone's just all in their head and we can't get out of that and we don't start, we don't take any action, we're never going to get there. So if you just start taking some action, you'll figure out, oh, I like this or in my podcast, I'm doing this. You know, I think I'm going to shift it over here. And and, and it's just, it's just taking the steps and doing it. Because I think that's one thing I've realized is if you take actions toward your goals, Mm -hmm. that's something you will never regret. If you don't take action toward your goals, you will regret that. And you'll get to be whatever age and I'll say, man, I wish I had quit, you know, tried. I wish I had had quit my job. I wish I had started that business. Well, now is the time. You just do it. You just pick up the phone you start creating the stuff. You make the contacts, you go to the events, whatever it is you do, and then you just do it. So as much as I can tell anyone, it's just get started with uh, with doing whatever it is you're, you're, you know, toward your goals. Yeah, Absolutely. I love it. And so where where can we find more information about you working with you? Obviously, go check out the podcast, guys. 
um, which is Mailbox Money Podcast. Um, but where else, Brunson, do you want to send people to today? Yeah, so I have this, uh, we help passive investors or wealthy professionals, business owners to uh, try to find ways to reduce tax, grow their their passive wealth. I have this book I wrote, everybody's concerned about inflation. It's called How to Use Inflation to Your Advantage. This is uh, 52 color pages. It's a free download on my website at bronsonequity.com so people can go there and check it out. We also have our investor deal list where we have people that uh, will sometimes join us on buying apartment buildings or doing we have an ATM machine fund where we partner with a large operator of ATM machines and just lots of cash flow, you know, trying to help people to get toward their goals. So you can find out of that at bronsonequity.com. But I look forward to connecting with anybody, even if it's just on the, on the podcast stuff as well. I love talking about the stuff. So I'm on social media as well. So you can reach out to me there. Awesome. And if you think Bronson would be a great guest for your show, make sure you also reach out to either us at Amplify You or Bronson and to be a guest on for having him on your show. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Brunson. Have a fabulous day. Amplify you family. Make sure you go out there and listen to some podcasts this week. And if you haven't taken a step towards taking some action and getting yours launched, reach out for some support. We're here to help you. Have a great day, everyone. See you next week. Bye, Brunson. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.